Welcome back to Gut Talk with Jill and Jenna. We're sisters on a mission to help simplify gut health and help you live a more sustainable, healthy life, making health more digestible, if you will. Jenna. Hey, Jilly. We have a guest on today Mm -hmm. who personally changed each of our lives. Yeah, we are so excited to have Terry Cochran on our podcast. She is the CEO and founder of the Global Sustainable Health Institute, as well as the founder of Terry Cochran Beyond Nutrition. She's a thought leader in longevity and a pioneer in personalized wellness. She follows the Cochrane Method, which examines the intersection of genetic tendencies, energy, and her client's current state of health, which is what changed our lives. Today, you'll understand more about why every single person's health is so unique to them, and you're going to understand better what you should do in order to take control of your personal health. She drops so many nuggets, but also justifies with science. And I loved the balance of this episode. Yeah, it was. it's really, you know, we dive into common topics like the birth control pill, um, gut issues, why they happen in the first place, things you can do about them, why it is so important to look at the bio-individual aspect of everyone, meaning that we are all so different and that you need to start, you know, listening to your body and and hearing what your body has to say. And so much of what Terry said is just so applicable to you and us. And we're just very excited and so happy that we were able to have her on. I think you're going to find Terry's personal story so interesting. Mm-hmm. She was in the corporate world and her son was sick. He wasn't finding any answers. And so she took it upon herself to find healing for him. And once she did that for him, she created a life out of it. And we are so glad that she did because she's changed both of ours. Yeah. So let's just jump right into it. Here is Terry on Gut Talk. Terry, hi. Thank you so much for coming on Gut Talk with Jill and Jenna. We're so excited to have you on today. You have changed both of our lives. You saw us when we were at our lowest of lows. Um, and neither of us really believed we were ever going to truly find any sort of healing. And in a matter of less than two weeks, we were seeing drastic changes. And I'm so excited to dive in today because I'm sure you see that quite often. But before we really even dive into it, uh, we'd love for you to explain how you got to where you're at today and, and then what you're doing today. Well, first of all, I'm so happy to see you all following a passion that was fueled by something that was disruptive in your life. So sometimes those rocks become boulders, but we move those boulders aside. And similar to your path, when you felt that um, the world of medicine didn't understand you, you started seeking alternative solutions. And that's what I did in my own life. My son was the catalyst for me moving into this world of alternative and uh, precision wellness. And so the reason I, I do what I do is because no one could figure him out. He's now, he'll, he'll be 28. Um, at the age of three, we were told that he would have brain seizures, that he wouldn't grow past five foot four. He had recurrent uh, bleeding eczema. He had life-threatening asthma. He was failing to thrive. He wasn't growing. Uh, he 
was barely walking by the age of two and barely talking by the age of three. So they really said, you know, you're going to have this broken child and just give him more steroids and antibiotics and bronchial dilators and inhalers. And it was really impacting his entire beingness. And so I decided that I was going to figure him out as I'm a Cuban refugee and we live in the solution as my parents taught me not to live in the problem, I started to think, well, what if there's a different way that just hasn't been illuminated yet, or at least that I don't know about. And this is again, you know, 25 years ago, there was no, barely the internet, no Google. You couldn't Google what is IBS or what is, why does eczema, you know, uh, hurt my son or whatever. So I really go in and research libraries and try to understand what the biochemistry of his body was doing, how his endocrine system, which is the pituitary, adrenals, thyroid, pancreas, how that was acting because he was born premature. And we know that prematurity will have an impact on the endocrine system. And uh, my pregnancy was a difficult pregnancy and I was not in a healthy marriage. And so that added an, another layer of stress. And so his, I was on bed rest actually for 10 weeks. Um, oh, wow. And he even came, even with that, he came almost six weeks early. So he was, he came in a little bit um, already kind of out of, out of endocrine balance. So I decided to figure him out. And finally, over the course of a couple of years in doing research, I thought, oh my gosh, the food that he's eating is actually poisoning him. Based on the research, it was one book that was the epiphany. It was called Childhood Illnesses and the Allergy Connection. And so that set the trajectory of me understanding that food is if not everything. It's almost everything. And within five days of eliminating peanuts and corn and citrus and wheat and dairy, he started breathing better. His eczema started getting a little bit better. And so I knew that I was down this road. And here we are, you know, almost 25 years later, and my practice is, is one where people come to us from all over the world, myself and my naturopathic doctor, my wonderful naturopathic doctor, which you've both seen. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Carla. We really help uh, discern the mysteries of what can be these idiopathic uh, conditions. And so my integrative practice founded under the Cochrane method named after my children, uh, this really helps ignite, uh, what is, um, a new way to look at precision wellness. Yeah. It, it gives me chills every time just because (laughs) in today's world, it's hard to imagine having such, uh, large medical mysteries and having to go to a library. I mean, in our world today, you, like you said, you can't just Google, uh, you know, this problem solutions, try to figure things out. How long would, would you say it took you, um, to find the book that you said you kind of had the epiphany? How long were you doing that research before you started to figure things out? Well, I had a day job, so I was I ran a business unit for Freddie Mac and the multifamily division, which was a very full time plus job. And so I it was at night, and but I was I was a mom on a mission, and every spare moment I had, I would be doing research. And I just gathered it was fifty books at least, and I would interview doctors, I would interview mothers of children, and understand what was going on with their children. So it took about this was at the three year old well check. It took about. 18 months uh, before I said, oh my gosh. And along that line, I found 
a wonderful medical doctor who was trained holistically. And she, she eventually became my mentor, but she was the one that actually said, oh, he's got an endocrine issue. But that didn't solve the food equation, right? So I had to go in and figure out, well, why? What's feeding this? We know he was born premature, but that's not the only thing. Why does it keep getting exacerbated? So 18 months, but, and then it was an evolution of almost 10 years because I left my, uh, my previous career when he was 10. So from three to 10, I was, you know, I was kind of, uh, doing the night shift, (laughs) figuring him out, but along the way he was getting better and better and better. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, to start to explain your practice and, and what you do, I remember walking into your office the first time and feeling very hopeless, but at the same time, our cousin had said how great you were. And I'm like, sure, why not? Right. Um, and I talk about the mindset because I think that there are millions of Americans alone that are in that mindset of, sure, I'll give this a try, but I don't believe that I can be healed or they just don't, they haven't opened their eyes yet to this kind of alternative world of healing. Um, and so we walk into your office and you took down a lot of our history. My mom was with me to help kind of fill in some of those clues from when I was little, for instance, like having so many ear infections and tubes and all those types of things, how much chronic sharp throat I had as a kid into being a young adult. Um, I was talking about how much I was throwing up and how it was every time I had red meat or super fatty foods, um, the acne, everything. But then you started doing, uh, is muscle testing the official word for it? And at first I'm like, what the heck is going (laughs) on here? Because it seems ridiculous until it happens to you, but to kind of paint a picture in everyone's mind, you have these little vials, right? Um, and those vials is a, how do they, I guess that part is a little confusing to me. Like, how does it know? Like, so for instance, you'll pull a vial of red meat, stick it in my hand. Um, and maybe you can explain this a little bit better. Sure. So I did not invent applied kinesiology, which is kind of the bigger medical term or muscle testing, but I did adapt it to, under the, the method of the Cochrane, under the umbrella of the Cochrane method. And so these vials carry the electromagnetic signature. So as we continue to evolve in the science of physics, we know that we are wave and particle. And so these vials carry the electromagnetic signature, carrying a wave of streptococcus or red meat or garlic or epinephrine. So we have all sorts of vials that speak to neurotransmitters, hormones, pathogens like viruses, fungi, bacteria, and parasites. We look at all of the environmental, not all, but a lot of the environmental toxins like parabens and heavy metals and even Agent Orange. We look at pollen. And so these are very powerful. They're so powerful that I work with a lot of autism and some of these children who are so hypersensitive will, I'll put it in their field. And they, I, we had somebody actually pass out and the blood sugar went to 40 when I put histamine in their field. That happened once. So these are very powerful little vials. And so we have to respect them. Yeah. And what I'm doing is when I put that vial in your hand or if I hold it, and I complete a circuit because I'm touching either your pituitary or your liver, and then I apply pressure to your arm. If that vial creates a, an imbalance in your bio, bio field, which is an energetic field around us, your 
you can no longer have the conductivity of the nerve to fire to the muscle to hold that arm up. So as I apply pressure, your arm cannot withstand my pressure. And I work, and you both know, I work with some world-class athletes and they can outmuscle me with their pinky unless I'm giving them their kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. No matter how strong you are, it has nothing to do with strength. It has to do with the signal to the muscle. And so that really helps us in real time figure out what's the imbalance. And then what we do is we pair the imbalance with a potential antidote. And what I love about this methodology that I've adapted is that let's say you have a CBS gene sulfur, which you girls both have a sulfur processing issue, as do I. If I give you vitamin B6, that should help, but it fails. That means that you possibly are overmethylated because those Bs are too hyper-enervating for you. So then we look to something else. Maybe you need something to calm the nervous system like manganese for a histamine response or quercetin that helps um, calm the oxalate sulfur metabolism. So there are many ways that you can get to the solution and it's not just throwing supplements at you and hoping that they will stick. Even in the world of functional medicine, we have a lot of people that have been, I call them your rejects from Mayo, from Sloan Kettering, from um, NIH, from even the best functional doctors, because they're not being given the right combination to help manage their current state, even though biochemistry would tell them, if you have this, then give them but we're very bio-individual and that's why this precision wellness approach has been so successful. Yeah. And I, I think that's a really magnificent point because being on social media, a very common question we are asked is what supplements do you take? What do you recommend? I have this, this, and this, what should I take? And Jill and I are very careful about what we recommend. And with the disclaimer that we are all different, right? We are, it's bio-individuality. That's what it comes down to. And so what would you say, and you pretty much made the point, but to people who are looking for supplements or seeing their favorite social media, you know, wellness influencer and being like, oh, I'm going to take this and this because Jill and Jenna take this, this, and this. Well, first of all, you have to really listen to your body. And if you take something, I had a, a, a big athlete here this last week mm-hmm. and he thought he could literally gut through his green drink because he's just a strong guy. And it just, if it hurts, it means that he's got to take more of it. He's got to make it hurt until it doesn't hurt. I'm like, if it hurts, it's not helping. Right. <laughs> so listen to your body. Don't try to gut it out and say, well, it'll just I'll take more of it or it needs more time. That's not true. The body is giving immediate feedback. One of the things we're experts in is the world of nutrigenomics, which is how food and supplementation affect genes. And so we are, we say we, we help guide you to eating and supplementing to your genetic blueprint and your current state of health. It's not just what your genes are, but what is happening in your body in real time. And what we do is we help educate individuals saying, for example, if you have the MTHFR C677T gene, which recycles estrogen, which makes you fat malabsorbed. And that's why, um, Jenna, you were fat malabsorbed and you were getting the acne and Jill too, right? It was like, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh my gosh. So I'm taking all these healthy fats because they're supposed to be good for me. And I'm not breaking down fat. My insulin is out of whack. My estrogen is out of whack. And I'm just getting acne. So it's fat metabolism. So what we do for women like that, we say zero fat during your period and your mid-cycle because you can't process fats. 
So eating keto then is going to kick your butt, right? But what we do is we help educate. And I work with lots of kids. And what's so fascinating about this is, and I've worked with them for a, you know over a decade in many cases, and these kids are so facile in their body language. I have one child, Liliana, she's, she's a sweetie pie, and she was anaphylactic to over 52 foods. And she's now eating them all. Now, it took us a while to get there, but she's not scared of her food. She knows that she's going to be respectful with some. We were able to heal and seal her gut. We took away anything that was a trigger to her genetics. So her mom, because she was anaphylaxis, had direct contact with me and had my cell phone. And she's, I remember a while back, she was in Costco pre-pandemic and she fed her something. She says, uh, Lily's going into an anaphylaxis. I just gave her this very healthy uh, gummy bear that had turmeric. Well, turmeric in her case shuts down to a large degree her liver detoxification. So that healthy gummy bear shut down her liver and she went anaphylaxis. So mm. Lily can't have turmeric. Lily can't have uh, uh, mold because, you know, so no mushrooms for her, No, definitely no mushroom supplementation. Nothing that has oxalates like berries and almonds. You know, we think those are healthy, but not if you have an oxalate and a mold burden. So she's very, now that was several years ago. She's now 10. She's so well-versed in what she can and can not eat and what it helps her and what doesn't. But she's no longer anaphylaxis, which is huge. She won't die from the foods that being in the same room with her years ago would have killed her. And I think it's so cool just to kind of hear you describe all of this because it shows just how unique every individual is. Mm-hmm. And that's why we we try to scream it from the rooftops whenever we can that what works for you doesn't work for me. And something like broccoli is healthy if you can digest it, if your body responds well to it. But if not, broccoli might as well be an enemy, right? right. Like, And so that's hard because I think in we're living in a very trendy health space right. right now. And like Jenna said, we see all the time um, with supplementation. It's kind of crazy to me that the vitamins and supplements that are being sold, they're not even quality to begin with. So it's like, we're already going downhill, but then it's like, okay, I'm going to have a green smoothie and pack as much as I can into my smoothie. It's like almost people are like getting points throughout their day, right? And that's not the way it works. And I remember in the first few weeks, um, I there were very few foods comparatively to what I was eating before that I could eat. But I didn't even care. I was having like turkey every single ground, the same things over and over and over again. But I didn't mind because of how incredible I felt. It was life-changing. Mm-hmm. And would you say when you start to, you talked about the um, fat malabsorption for both of us, is that something you see that's pretty common? I do. It's part of a multiple gene expression. So it's the um, MTHFR C677T gene polymorphism. We talk about impaired methylation. That's one of them. You both also share the COMT gene, which has to do with how you recycle estrogen. Mm-hmm. So, And that has to do with also neurotransmitters and neurotransmitters is what drives the, the nerve endings in our gut because we have 90% of serotonin and 50% of dopamine made in the gut. So when those are expressed with sulfur, so you will both have the methylation the con- and the sulfur genes, just like me, if, if you're eating the wrong foods there, that being one of them, because both this MTHFR and the comp go to fat metabolism. 
eating fat is only going to burden the liver, burden the gut. And when you eat fat and you can't break it down, it literally leaks the gut. Because another piece of fat, which a lot of individuals don't realize is insulin is a fat. It's called the fat storage hormone. So if you're fat malabsorbed, you could be going dysglycemic, hypoglycemic, hyperglycemic. And in those cases where your blood sugar is going up and down, when it's going down, your body's going to release adrenaline or epinephrine to counter the fact that you're having a hypoglycemic event. And I call epinephrine or adrenaline the dirty cupcake because it's a fat and a sugar. And that's going to leak your gut, not only leak your gut and make you fat malabsorbed, but it's also then going to feed any of the pathogens that you have like candida and strep, right? So then these guys are being fed and then it just keeps getting looped over. And Jill, like you said, you know, you had strep and ear infections, candida and strep, they, they're bullies in our sandbox. And if we're eating the wrong foods and giving us probiotics, which is high histamine, then it's just going to be this um, ever or never ending cycle of I can't, I can't get better. And um, my friend, uh, Cynthia Thurlow, who's writing, uh, has written this amazing book on intermittent fasting, and it's just already exploding before it even officially releases um, this month. And she's a client of mine. She's very public about her work with me. And she, last week, and she posted this on her social media, was having saw, right? Yeah. Histamine response. She was covered in hives. And so what happened is she was given some things that were against her body type, even though these doctors are super smart to, to try to eliminate, um, you know, uh, a dysbiotic gut. Cynthia had a massive histamine response that wrecked her. And so she called out to me and we did an emergency. Even we did it by proxy, which is muscle testing by proxy, which that's, that's a whole other element of, of quantum physics. She wasn't here. She was in Richmond where she lives. And within 24 hours, less than 24 hours, by the evening, the hives were gone and they they have stayed gone. I, you know, I checked with her this weekend and they're gone. gone. And so we had to eliminate foods that she was able to eat again, like sulfur and oxalates had to be off her plate. High histamine foods had to be off her plate. In this case, raw foods, because her system was so hyper enervated, raw can create uh, a histamine response because the gut is so irritated. So we really cut down her foods to a very interesting um, small group. Today, I, I added some foods back in. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's like, it's that powerful, right? But had she kept eating those healthy foods, she would have just kept going down the wrong the wrong rabbit hole. And it was getting, as you, if you saw her, it, she posted uh, what it looked like. It was getting systemic and you don't yeah. want it. So. Right. We, I, there's so many different, um, what's a good word? There's so many different, issues that you probably see, but since we focus on gut health, can you talk about some of just the big contributors that you see with people that come in with irritated guts, whether it's um, the the way that they grew up or what they're eating now? What are some common themes that you see daily? Trauma can be a fire starter for uh, gut dysbiosis and, and and a painful gut. Again, because we have so many neurotransmitters in our gut as I was still in my you know, marriage, at the end of my marriage, I was down to five foods. I could not eat. I, couldn't, I could not eat foods that were otherwise healthy. Why? Because my gut, my neurotransmitters were really on fire. Mm-hmm. And I, now I can eat pretty much whatever I want. And, and the story here is we can heal from almost anything, right? 
but we have to understand I was eating a lot of almonds and chicken and, and those are almonds are high oxalate. I have an oxalate issue. And this is before I understood genetics. So it was pre, it was the, the pre-version of me as I've continued to iterate over time. Um, and I was eating chicken, which is super high histamine. And also it's an amyloid and I don't break down uh, chicken very well and sweet potatoes, which is an oxalate. So I was eating those and watermelon Watermelon, I don't do well with the, the uh, watermelon, the, the, the fiber of watermelon. So I was eating what I thought was really, really good food. And those I could sort of tolerate, but I was in so much pain. It hurt to drink water. So trauma is a big deal. We have to look at our genetics. We have to see what we're predisposed to. If we're in the morning drinking a kale smoothie and we have an oxalate and sulfur sensitivity, that is leaking our gut in real time. We have to look at histamine and, you know, everybody is on the bandwagon for probiotics, maybe, because probiotics are high histamine. And if you have a high histamine load, you shouldn't be taking probiotics. Mm. Take a prebiotic, like an artichoke or an asparagus that helps fuel that gut, or even use a little bit of food as a prebiotic. I like cottage cheese, but if, and if the gut is super dysbiotic, which means there's a lot of strep and candida there, then even those foods, anything fermented and sprouted, that's also another big, another big push. Let's all be fermenting and sprouting so we can have a diverse population. None of your highest to me. What would a response be? Because, I mean, we all know probiotics can be beneficial. Probiotic-rich foods can be beneficial as well. What would that response be in someone who maybe is like, I'm supposed to be taking this. Why don't I feel great? Great question. You're going to bloat. You might feel foggy headed. You could get depressed. You could get fluffy. So the lymphatic, it's backing up in your lymph, right? When you take anything, whether it's a supplement or a food, you should feel as good or better. Mm. If you take something and it feels off, it is not a match. It's not a match. It's not like, oh, okay, well, I just have to wait it out or I need to take more. I need to get it at a different time of day. For example, I the other day, I, I take my supplements daily. And as you all know, we have a, um, in our office, we have all the supplements that we can test against. And I picked up accidentally zinc and lipase sit next together. And they're both from the same company. So they look exactly alike. And I was moving fast. And I, by one o'clock, I'm like, I am feeling awful. Do you take zinc? I know I took lipase. I can't. Oh. So I took the wrong supplement and I was feeling terrible because I can't, I cannot do digestive enzymes because they irritate my lining. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I, then I went back and it was flipped in its order because they sit next to each other. I'm like, Oh man, I took the wrong one. So figured it out. And then what I did was I took a charcoal because charcoal helps bind poison. Right. I was having a histamine response. And so it's, it's that simple. Just listen to your body. If your stool changes, if the color of your face changes, if you start getting puffy, if you get a hive, right? It's not a pimple, it's a hive. Pimples and hives are different, right? Yep. If your tongue gets coated, that's, you didn't digest it. There's, if your stool changes, it's all feedback from the body. Isn't that so crazy? I always, you know, it's like whenever someone says, listen to your body, everyone's like, oh, okay. You know, like what, but it's, so true. And I think it's become, because we are so, we as a society are so disconnected from our bodies and how we feel. And so many people like Jill and I felt in 2019, but 18, before we came and saw you, we were so disconnected. We didn't even know what it felt like to feel amazing. 
that every little thing felt like, you know, a trigger or something, but it is what you're saying. Listen to what your body is telling you because it's giving you answers before anybody else can. Absolutely. And I would say one of the biggest things, if we can't manage the signal to our neurotransmitters in our gut because of our external environment, it's going to make it a lot harder to get better. Even if you're on the exact supplementation in the sack foods, because the thinking creates or the environment creates the signal to the gene and the signal to the cell. And so that is the biggest fire starter. So reprogramming so that whatever is going on around us cannot affect us in the way that it has in the past. It's, it's one of our most powerful gifts that we can give ourselves that in real time, we can shift expression of everything that's going on biochemically by thought alone, by what we think about what's going on on the other side and what we think about, even if, even if we are in, a, in an environment that's not healthy, in the interim, it's thinking about, well, okay, we're going to make a plan. We're going to be pragmatic, but I'm not going to be triggered. Of course, if anybody is in a physically abusive, I'm not saying stay there, um, but you know, there you have to like, you have to protect yourself. But you know, if you're in a stressful job or if you're like on the highway on the beltway every day, and it takes you an hour to get to work, assuming you're going back to work because the pandemic has made people uh, work from home, but it's what, how we respond to the environment around us, right? That really has, it really has an impact on our gut health. It's, it's really primordial. It's, it's very, very primary to the, to reestablishing that gut health. It's, you have to just completely uh, redefine the way you think about health and not to make you paranoid, but in a sense, question things. I don't want to say question everything, but be observant about everything. Um, and, and I think one of the biggest things I learned from you was a little bit more about the birth control pill because I had been on it since high school for a really bad cramping. And, um, you explained that my body could not handle any of them. And I was so confused because when I went to my OBGYN, they were so quick to just prescribe it. No one checked to see if my body could handle it. There was no blood test. There was no nothing. It was just like, you have bad cramps. Okay. Here's birth control. And then when I got off of it, I also had really terrible reactions because no one talks about the fact that you just can't go off of it willy nilly, especially when your body's been using it for so many years. Can you just talk a little bit about some of the problems you see with women who come to your practice regarding the pill? Absolutely. And a really good friend of mine and dear colleague, Dr. Jolene Brighton, is an amazing, amazing genius. She's a, a naturopath. She's actually expert, uh, wrote a book called Beyond the Pill. Yep, read it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's wonderful. And we ascribe to the same philosophy. We have to look at how is the body able to metabolize that hormone, whether it's estrogen or progesterone or a combination. And it's not just that. We have to look at insulin. We've got to look at the thyroid. We've got to look at everything around. And then in my case in particular, where I'm an expert, is that back to those genetics. If you have two genes, Joe, what you did, that recycle estrogen, and you have a dysbiotic gut, meaning your, your, your gut bacteria is off, then you're going to have an enzyme called beta-glucuronidase, which is going to be elevated, which makes you recycle estrogen even more. So then you've got the, I call it the estrogen spin cycle. So being on hormones, which artificially, what hormones do is they artificially stabilize hormone levels at a high level, but you're still managing that estrogen, which then can lead to depression, 
it can lead to thyroid dysfunction because estrogen binds the thyroid hormone if it's over secreted and not metabolized. It can lead to acne. Mm-hmm. Okay, it can feed candida. So estrogen feeds candida. And so you've got this recurrent yeast infection. And what does candida do? Well, now candida is affecting your dopamine. So not only are you depressed, but now you're anxious and potentially manic because of that estrogen. And so we have to look at that, what's going on around your genetics, your thyroid, your insulin, the candida, and your liver. You gotta be able to detoxify these these hormones. That means break them down. What do, how do we break them down? We break them down with emulsifiers, with taurine, with bile salts, with sea salt. Right? Sea salt is so good. That's why girls with uh, um, POTS, which is uh, posterior orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, where they just can't even function. That's an autonomic nervous system response and their hormones go crazy and they need salt to bring their vascularization in because estrogen is also a fat that can be caught in the lymph and then we're going vascularly dilated and we can't think and we're passing out uh, and it's not a blood pressure issue. It is, well, it is a blood pressure issue, but it's related to a pathogen in the estrogen recycling. So it really does get to what are my genes? Where are my bugs? How is my insulin? What about these other hormone helpers and organs that work together? The body doesn't work in isolation, right? And over time, I've worked with someone who had uh, ended up with Cushing's disease. Cushing's is a very, very serious autonomic nervous system um, disease that in her case, Rita, and she's very public with me. We did did an Instagram live uh, just uh, at the end of last year because she's on the other side of Cushing's. But... Cushing's makes you have cortisol. Her cortisol went to 300. Rita, Rita gained over 100 pounds. Her uh, cortisol was through the roof. They, they, it created a pituitary tumor. So she was on birth. When we went back and we dissected why, she'd been on birth control for a long time. That created endometriosis. Then that created endomyosis. Then the adrenals kept getting taxed, but they kept giving her thyroid hormones to manage the thyroid, which is a function of the fact that she had over estrogen. So she was put on so many hormones and she was fat malabsorbed. When you give someone hormones and they can't break down fats, not only does your liver get whacked, but you can start building things, start building cysts as polycystic ovarian syndrome. You can start building cysts in your breast. You can build pituitary adenomas. And so she now knows, and she's become such a phenomenal advocate because she's better than ever actually now. And it took her a long time. She's, she's a hero because this was a three-year post-surgery uh, getting back to her even better than her prior self. But it has massive downstream impacts, massive. And first of all, wow. It's, <laughs> like, it's a lot to take in. Um, I mean, Jill and I were both on it. Um, we, I've been on it and off of it again. And that was, who I can't, that would be a, a whole long story. Um, but our bodies hate it. We're not, we're both not on it anymore. Um, but someone who is listening to this right now or been told that they should go on it, it would be helpful of us to not just talk about how, you know, horrible it is. We see it all the time on social media, people being like, the pill is the worst thing ever. And it's like, okay, well now give us up, like tell us what to do about it. So can you lead some people in the right direction there? So first of all, get your hormones checked and not just your estrogen. You don't look at the absolute numbers. You look at estrogen relative to progesterone. Okay. 
how is your FSH and LH? If your, F, your FSH should always be higher than your LH, except when you're ovulating. If your LH is higher than your FSH, you've got, you've got an inverse that's like almost like a polycystic ovarian syndrome S. You should not be taking Vitex or progesterone in that case because it's going gonna, it's gonna to flip it. If you have candida, get rid of your candida before you consider uh, birth control. You have fat metabolism issues. Think about: Are you acne? Are you fluffy? Do you have a, a middle or a middle belly fat? Start doing. I'm not saying go on a diet because diets don't. Our calories aren't the thing anymore. We know that. Um, go and figure out how to break down that fat so you can bring it in. Look at potentially other forms of birth control. There is the Kyla. I believe Kylia is, is a progesterone IUD. Copper is not hormonal, but it can lead to estrogen over time. If, you, if you're considering copper, make sure you don't have heavy metals. Get rid of those heavy metals first. So I'm not saying never be on birth control, mm-hmm. but be, be an informed advocate for your body, you women out there. Yeah. Right? And understand how your genes are operating, what bugs are there, other metabolic dysfunction that maybe um, you have to address before you go on birth control. And... And I really, really say this, if you start getting on birth control and you start getting depressed, it's not that all of a sudden you're depressed. It's that that estrogen is competing with serotonin. So ask for a different, more of a progesterone-based pill and detoxify, detoxify, detoxify. Get that liver going, break down those fats, understand your pathogens. There's ways to be on it. My daughter, um, I, she was an anti, you can't go on birth control because of she had the fat metabolism. She had the candida. She had all the bad genes. And we have found uh, an IUD for her that's progesterone based that really works, right? But we had to get her stronger. And she knows about her fat metabolism. And she knows how to eat around her period and around her mid cycle. And so it's really working. But we had to manage that insulin and we had to manage her testosterone before we could give her a progesterone based IUD. That's so helpful. Yeah, and there's what 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 I've noticed is that a lot of people go on it for various reasons, right? But one thing you know that people go on it is because their periods are really bad, right? It's not even to you know for the other reasons. It's just simply because they and painful periods. Something that Jill and I, I mean, that's when I went on it when I was age, I think sixteen or something like that. It was because I was cramping so much that I couldn't go into work, um, and so basically what you're saying is like, take care of the other things that could potentially be causing those issues in the first place, right? The cramping was clotting, which was fat metabolism impairment. Mm-hmm. You both have it and you're recycling estrogen. So yes, without the support of birth control. So the, the, fun, the non-functional community just says, well, let's stabilize those hormones, right? Right. Which can work in the short term, but the downstream impact can be devastating for individuals that have certain genetic tendencies. The comp gene has also not only been tied to estrogen recycling, it's been tied to breast cancer. So, you know, you want to be careful to not have a short-term fix. Now, of course, if you're bleeding out, you know, there's, there's acute, there's acute uh, intervention and then there's long-term healing, right? So, and I'm not against birth control, but we have to be informed. Yep. Yeah. Right? And if you have a, if you have to have an acute intervention, but even before you go there, let's try to figure out a way that it will be the least bad thing for the body, if you will, right? right? 
And along the way, manage that fat metabolism. Keep your liver clear. Make sure your thyroid's working. Make sure your adrenals are working. Make sure your your um, estrogen, your serotonin, your gut, because we we recycle estrogen in the gut. Make sure you're eating to your genetic blueprint and not eating all that sulfur and oxalate that's going to dislodge the estrogen. So there's ways around it. We just have to be really on on point with what is it that we need. Got it. And I want to circle back to something that you mentioned about, you know, how your environment and your thoughts and how they dictate how you feel and all of that jazz, because I think it's very important for everyone to know that. And this is something that Jill and I have learned within the past couple of years. And, you know, if you, you learn it, then you think about it and you're like, not that we cause these issues, but stressful environments has absolutely got us to where we are today in terms of, or when we were really sick. And I know it takes a massive transformation. And I think that is very daunting to people to completely change the way they eat, to get out of stressful situations. I'm incredibly inspired by how you live truly because I follow you on Instagram, of course, we do. And we see what you do and all these self-care practices. And, you know, my question for you is advice for people who are just starting who know that they need to make a change, who want to change so many things, what what would you tell them? So the first thing, the first and foremost is to, each day is brings a new opportunity to listen to your body. Each day brings a new opportunity to wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to be a little bit less afraid today. Because fear paralyzes everything. It paralyzes the truth in our body. It paralyzes the communication within our cellular matrix. And so by thought alone, and this is the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I heard, by, by thought alone, we can start shifting the way that our body is already working in real time, right? And so when you get up in the morning, it's like, okay, we can have our moment of, oh my gosh, right? Uh, it's going to be a, cr- I call it crunchy. It's going to be a crunchy day. <laughs> um, and then we give, you know, we give ourselves that truth because we don't want to, pretend things aren't happening. You can't, because that's just suppressing anyway. So acknowledge what is, and then how am I going to react to that crunch today? Okay. So we have that power to say, how am I going to respond to a really crunchy day, whether I have a crappy boss or, you know, it's going to take me an hour to get to work or my car isn't working the way it should, you know, the list can go on and on. Okay. Well, what if it could be easy? What other things that I can, can I do in in lieu of to make it a little bit easier on myself? And that's part of, that's part of owning, uh, our worthiness. So, you know, maybe you make a little prep list the night before. So you're not waking up in like in total chaos, right? Just little five minutes to say, look, I care enough for myself to say, well, yeah, this is what it's going to look like tomorrow. What can I do to make it a little bit easier on myself? Right. And then food, So we, the thing is, we tend to go to this comfort food when we're in a state of stress. Well, let's find comfort food that really helps us. So again, you can take a quiz on our website, which tells you what kind of, you know, what body uh, wildatarian you are, which is the big four protein, sulfur, fat, and oxalate metabolism. So that gives you a little bit of a a guiding post, but you don't have to go in and do it all day, every day. But if you have certain things, they're the sharks and the minnows, I call them, right? If you have fat metabolism impairment and you're going to know by your stool, by your acne, by your fluffiness, just stop eating the fats for a bit, right? Change nothing else, but stop the fats, right? If you're having trouble, if you smell asparagus in your peak, 
okay, when you smell it, when you rather eat it, let's look at the sulfur foods and just don't do those. Just by eliminating one food group that is a shark can really have a positive impact on the minnows because the minnows have more room to, to swim. The minnows are still going to nibble, but the sharks are going to bite you, right? So even making one change that is a big needle mover, you don't have to change everything in the way you eat, but fats or sulfur or the oxalates. And I can tell you, we have had almost miraculous transformations when people within a couple of days feel like Cynthia, you know, within, within 12 hours, she was better, right? Yep. So, and that, once we have a positive feedback loop from the body, the the person's going to go like with you, Jill. And you're like, oh my God, it was, I only ate turkey a lot, but man, I was feeling so much better. Mm -hmm. So it's just giving, it's just giving the body that break. Yeah. Right. And then not being afraid when something goes sideways. Okay. What is it that I need to know now? And really, really get yourself involved with a practitioner that is knowledgeable. And that will listen. That's you can be knowledgeable, and if you don't, if you have a practitioner that won't listen to you, they're not being your advocate. And I tell my clients, look, I can give you this information, but if it doesn't feel right for you, you're your you're your highest authority. Let's talk about it. No, I love that. Yeah, and I think what Jill and I experience that could be a source of motivation is the second you begin to feel just a little better, you are going to recognize how these changes positively impact you and your health. And you're not going to want to look back, you know? I mean, you're talking to girls who used to eat flaming Hot Cheetos and, you know, and all of those packaged foods and everything and excess, excessively drinking. And that was our normal. Our normal looks a lot different now because of the way we feel on a day-to-day basis. And I'm not saying we feel amazing every single day. I think Jill and I still are working through it, um, but... I, I think that's, you know, feeling good is a source of motivation just in and of itself. Absolutely. And really being compassionate with yourself too is don't give up, you know, but also don't keep doing the things that when you eat or take that supplement, it's going to hurt you. Right. To say, well, wait a minute. And I call it the power in the pause. I need to pause on this, right? And see if I feel different in a good way. And if I do, then I put that aside. That's not my friend. Right. <laughs> You've, you've given so many incredible insights. Um, I'm really excited for people to listen, whether it's regarding just understanding the bio-individuality of every single person, whether it's on birth control. Um, you have so much knowledge and there's a ton of resources on your website that are practical and helpful tips, uh, recipes, the tests that you can kind of just get a little bit of an understanding of um, you know, what type of body you have. Are there any other resources? You mentioned a book at the beginning. Are there any other resources that you listen to all the time, whether it's a podcast or anything like that, that you'd want to share? Yes. Oh, wow. I'm always learning. Um, I believe that Dispenza has got amazing work. Um, I love the work of Joe Dispenza. Me too. Um, I love the work of Bruce Lipton. That's a little bit more heady, but he wrote a book, The Biology of Belief. And He's a cellular biologist. He is such a a force of nature in understanding how the signal to the gene and the signal to the cell is based on what we, how we live our lives. Um, Another book that I love is um, Broken Open. You know, it's when we feel like we're at our lowest low. This is a very inspirational book about, you know, sometimes things happen and it's, it's not great, but, um, you're not alone. And there's, there's, there's the other side to it. 
which is, which is beautiful. I have, um, there's a book called the, uh, it's like from the advanced soul. And I just open it up. It's like little, little inspirational, uh, vignettes that, uh, just, I open them and, and it just gives me something that gives me a little bit of an oomph in the morning before I go to work. So something that's going to enrich us and fill, fill us. If it's just like, uh, today's a beautiful day and there's always a reason to be grateful. And that alone just flipped just flipped my thinking from the fact that I just had a flood in my bathroom, you know, because in our bathroom, you know, and I was able to take a shower. So it's just that small little 10% movement or, you know, that angle that shifts in our, in our thinking that right there, the body goes, and you're doing already better from an immunological perspective and inflammatory perspective. Right. Which as we said, as we all know now, it positively impacts your health. Absolutely. Mm, I love it. Yay. So where can everyone find you on Instagram? We mentioned your website, all of that jazz and to work with either you or Carla, send us there, send them there. Uh, TerryCochran.com is where you can find how to work with our practice from a clinical perspective. It, we have so much information, as you ladies noted, we are, we're here to help empower and inform. You can buy my supplements there. These are formulated by me, especially by me. I believe that they're extremely powerful. We have an immune balancing formula. We have a stress balancing formula. We have an electrolyte powder that is plant-based and it's no sulfur, no oxalates, no preservative. It's fabulous. Um, there, that website, Terry Cochran, Beyond Nutrition on Instagram. We have a Facebook following and we, we link to everything. So uh, I'm on tremendous amount of podcasts uh, on my website. You can just pick, pick a podcast. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're here to really help shape a different tomorrow that is hopeful in spite of the fact that um, our bodies are ever more trying to give us feedback, which is really need to learn to listen. Incredible. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Yes. Amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. 